This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Points in the Paint here on Stadium. We look a little bit different this week. I'm Ben Wincy. We got TJ Flanagan with us in place for Zach, who's off for the week. And of course, Evan, one of the ones to choose. Evan, happy birthday also. Hey, thanks. Very man. happy birthday to you, 30. Yeah. And hopefully you're not feeling too oh, sore. So sore. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, though, thank you for coming on. Appreciate you coming and stepping in for Zach this week. How you feeling? How you doing? I feel good. I got Zach locked in the trunk of my car. So <laughs> that's perfect. We might be back next week. Who knows? <laughs> that's perfect. You know, he he deserves a week off in the trunk to hang out. It's perfect. We got a lot to talk about, though. You can follow us on all of our socials, as you can see on the side. Uh, debate us, whatever you want. We had uh, TJ's LA basketball take uh, go a little viral on the YouTube shorts. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we had some people clapping back about that take. We'll, we'll put them on and put oh, them yeah. on blast. So that'll oh, be yeah. fun. But we wanted to get into some of the big news of the week because there was a lot. This was like a huge NBA week somehow. Like everything happened. Oh, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. There's a lot going on right now. And it's still coming in as we sit here right now. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And the first thing we wanted to talk about is the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, they fire head coach Adrian Griffin. Um, and apparently they have hired Doc Rivers. And this all happened in like 24 hours. So before we like dive super into it, just kind of like what are, what are your initial thoughts on this? Because it was – very surprising. It came out of the blue. I don't think anyone expected it. And then to make a coaching change in the midst of all of that, yeah. it's kind of nuts. Yeah. I, so I thought they would at least give them a chance to fail uh, going yeah. into the playoffs. But, you know, that window's, you know, the title window's really short. You know? It is. So they don't have the patience uh, to really allow them to go into the playoffs, make a deep run and fail. You know, you don't know how long Giannis is going to be happy in Milwaukee. Dame is new there. Yeah. That fit might not be the best, and you don't want to sour them on that pairing very early. So I kind of understand the move. I, again, thought that they would at least give them the chance to make it to the playoffs and see if they can kind of overcome some of the defensive deficiencies. Right. But ultimately, I felt like Giannis and Adrian weren't the necess- like the best mix of uh, personalities yeah. and such. Which is weird because at the beginning of the season, it seemed like Giannis – the reason Griffin was hired was because Giannis was like, that's my guy. That's right. who I want. And then something happened. I don't know if we know the full, but something had to, like, this move doesn't happen without Giannis yeah. doing something about it, you feel like, saying something. Yeah, I think that the firing of Terry Stotts okay. to start the season, uh, it was kind of a power struggle there. I think Adrian Griffin kind of saw his potential replacement on his staff. Wow. And uh, it was kind of a power struggle there. So Adrian Griffin got him out of the way. So that insecurity probably resonated throughout the team. You know, Um, they probably took note of that. If I'm on the coaching staff, I definitely see that, uh, that, hey, man, he might be trying to get us all out of here if we do too too good of a job or we have too good of a relationship with the players. So that could have potentially played in. The thing that I found the funniest is when people were talking about how Doc Rivers apparently has been kind of behind the scenes advising Mm -hmm. Adrian Griffin, and you look at that and you say, well, he's been advising Adrian Griffin for like a month and a half apparently, and then Adrian Griffin gets fired. Right. (laughs) There's – it's something's not connected here. The math's not adding up with how well he was helping him out either – he was helping him out honestly and wanting him to do well, 
and then he gets fired. So then you, why would you hire him in that scenario? Or <laughs> there's something sketchy going on and he's like prepping himself to be the next head coach, giving him bad advice. Yeah, I don't necessarily think Doc had bad intentions or ulterior motives. I think Doc was coming from a good place. Adrian Griffin's very respected throughout the NBA. Seems that He's way. been a highly touted assistant coach for years. So he, he was due for a job. Again, it, it kind of sucks because, you know, they came in with such high expectations. And it was weird to me to hear that when upon hiring him, this was before they acquired Dame, mm-hmm. that they didn't necessarily have title or bust hopes this year. And how do you not have title or bust hopes when you have Giannis on your team? Yeah, you just like we re-signed him for all this money. He, right. You're getting a guy to stay in Milwaukee. That's right. huge to begin with. I don't know. Yeah, why wouldn't they? That's weird. It doesn't make sense to me. You you would still have Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. so you would still be in contention in the East. So you yeah. you fire Budenholzer because you didn't make the finals and you didn't win it. So right. I, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But the Doc Rivers hiring it does because Doc. So you like it? I you're, do. You're I think it. Doc okay. is a good uh, manager of people. Okay. Um. Now his X's and O's might lack here and there, but I think his. His management of large personalities like KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, mm-hmm. Rondo, uh, a lot needs to be said about that. And I know Doc okay. gets a lot of flack about not being the best head coach. Uh, a lot of time the head coach is strictly a people manager. Interesting. And I guess Rivers, I, I mean, he has that history. It's just to me, you look at Doc Rivers and you've seen what everyone's kind of been clowning on him for the past Right. 10, five to 10 years. You know, the guy can't really do much in the playoffs and he gets out coached and yeah. he really hasn't had success since 2008. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm always a big fan of if you're going to hire a new coach, hire an up and coming guy, hire a guy who's fresh, has fresh ideas, is not part of the whole coaching rotation, but they in season. They, they, they're in season. You're, you're in the right. middle of the season. That's true. Yeah. It kind of had, it's like a, break glass in case of emergency kind of thing. It's David Blatt and Tyron Lue all over again. Oh God. That went really well, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it ended in the championship, so who knows? You would hope the Bucs, too, are, like, built to to just keep going. Yeah. You know, like, who cares who's the head coach? Right. But their defense clearly has been just a massive issue. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe he can make them improve. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a structural issue with the team or a huge coaching issue. I mean, it, it must it can't get much worse than what it's been, to be honest with you. It's yeah. been pretty bad it's defensively. It's been bad. 22nd or something in the league, yeah. going from like one of the top 10 teams. It's so bizarre. So we're, we're, we'll keep our eyes out for the Bucs because maybe they have big changes. Maybe they don't. Yep. Um, and some of the other bigger news that we want to hit on in the NBA because it was a huge week of stuff going on in the NBA. Uh, we got we got a 70-piece. Well, Joel Embiid going absolutely nuts on the San Antonio Spurs. 70 points, a record for the 76ers, and I think it's like a top 11 performance of all time in terms of points. What uh, what do you think of that one? So I can hear Zach yelling in my ear right now, like, <laughs> "Oh, come on and beat!" You know he's flexing yeah. right now. Yeah, see, I'm actually glad he's not here because right. he'd be like, "Oh, Jokic would never score 70." So one thing that's interesting about that that night was it's the anniversary of Kobe's 81 point game. Yeah, so that's that's, that's kind of crazy that those uh, big numbers were put up that night. Yeah, um, and Bede's on a tear. And Bede is on a tear. I you can't take anything away from him. He, uh, I saw him kind of size Wimbenyama up before the game. Yeah, he's like, um, and he he gets he elevates for big games. Like yeah. if it's a guy who's playing his position that he can show that I am the alpha, mm-hmm. he's gonna do that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a gambler, I would always bet the over on Embiid if it's uh, a head to head match. the right guy. <laughs> he is going to go show up and show out. Yeah. every time. Yeah, it's every kind time. of unbelievable how how well he does. He's like he was like before the game. It's like me walking in with you. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's huge. How am I going to do this? And then he goes off for seventy against yeah. just this massive human being. But 
here's my thing. And if Zach was sitting here again, I would do the same thing. It's just like, I love this. And Bede's doing 70 in the regular season. Playoffs, though. Come playoff time, are we going to see this Embiid or are we going to see the Embiid that looks like he's not giving 100% or can't survive some of the tougher defensive rotations that teams show up out in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Like, I love that he scored 70. Clearly, like, he's in the lead for the MVP talk right now. Yeah, for sure. But the playoffs are really what's going to matter now for him. He's gotten that MVP. He's done the best. Playoffs come, though. We need need that 70 points Embiid to show up again. Is he going to be healthy? Is right. he, that's, that's, that's health huge. has always been an issue too. Like yeah. that's my biggest knock on Embiid. The the thing with Philadelphia for me is they're they look legitimately like a title contender. Yeah. And if they continue upon this trajectory, you're getting they production do. from uh Tobias Harris, you're getting production from all star production from Tyrese Maxey, and you're getting great production from Kelly Oubre. Yeah, and Pat Bev coming off the bench. You're it's a pretty good team. I mean, and Nick Nurse with, is a great. I mean, he's a he's great a coach. great coach. He's yeah. a top three coach in the NBA. Yeah, and that's man. That's the thing is like I thought last year that team was more like this is this is the MB team that he needs around him. Mm-hmm. But this year feels more like that. Where it's like you got the coach, you got the players. You're scoring seventy points yep. in the NBA in a night. Like this is your time. And the door's open now with the turmoil going on in Milwaukee right now. That's a very good point. I love that. All right, we're going to take a break. We have more on the other side. We got a rivalry with Anna and SGA. Uh, Kevin Durant talking about the GOAT conversation. We got a lot more. That's all coming up next on Points in the Paint. Welcome back to Points in the Paint. A special guest, TJ Flanagan, and for Zach. Evan's still running the sticks on his birthday. I'm Ben Wittenstein. And guys, uh, we mentioned Joel Embiid, 70 points. Awesome night. And it overshadowed Carl Anthony Towns. Scoring 62 points. Yeah. So we wanted to quickly mention that because 62 points is pretty impressive, especially from a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, who I don't think people really expect to get 62 points. Right. Uh, but the craziest thing to me about that stat, his plus minus was zero. 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 Yeah. So he was on the court scoring 62, but he was also on the court giving up 62, which is wild. It's it's a very Carl, Carl Anthony Towns thing to do, honestly. It's like, nuts. And then they lost the game. Yeah, and then they lost. They yeah. lost the game. So that's kind of why Embiid's uh, 70 overshadowed. Although they needed all 70 from Embiid, yeah. they needed about 70 from Carl Anthony Towns to win that game. It's uh, nuts. The coach kind of his backlash after the game. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, his feedback after the game said we were trying to make him get a hundred. You know, we got mm-hmm. taken out of the flow of the game. So, the admitting that they were immature in the way that they approached the game, yeah. uh, you know, makes kind of question Minnesota and how far they can go. It's interesting because the maturity question I feel like has always been a part of that Minnesota team, yeah. especially since Carl Anthony Towns has been there, because yeah. they'll have moments where you look at them and you're like, this is an unserious team. Right. They don't want to win. They don't really care. And there's other moments where they look amazing and their defense is great, but that's the main problem. It's like they're, they've been the top of the West, but now like how can we trust them? You know? Yeah. I mean, I've never really been able to trust Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. I'll just always remember the three point, uh, shooting woes in the playoffs last year. Um, yeah, I, I can't trust him, and yeah. this kind of solidifies that for me. Hundred percent. I think he's someone who, until he plays more consistently, not that he has to score sixty-two every single night, but right. he's got to play more consistently to be able to be trusted. And again, it's the same thing with Embiid. Playoffs? Can you show out? Can you show out? Can you show up? Playoffs? Can you be serious about it? I don't Playoffs. know. Playoffs. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else we got. Ant versus SGA. So we got a, we got a beef, a classic NBA beef that you wanted to hit on. So kind of like explain to the people what. What should they be paying attention to with this beef between Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Anthony Edwards? 
So Shay has become kind of a, tr- a Twitter uh, str- troll, uh, yeah. Instagram troll. His captions are elite, by the way. If you don't follow SGA on Instagram, <laughs> you need to. He's good. He's good at social it's media. Bar, it's bars on his captions, for real. Um, That's good stuff. Anthony Edwards kind of threw some shade in the, the post-game interview about the, the calls that Class. SGA gets. Um SGA has just been fantastic in the post. Shoot 83% in the post or something like that. Jeez. It's amazing. And he's a, he, I love him. Anthony Edwards uh, takes issue with the amount of foul calls that SGA gets. <laughs> um, so he was like, it's hard to guard him when you yeah. can't really get physical and things like that. And SGA mm-hmm. kind of clapped back with this caption. I feel as though, you know, these young guys, it, it's good for the NBA. It really okay. is. Yeah. It really is. You know, two up-and-coming teams, uh, two budding superstars. Two guys that should be in the MVP conversation this year, realistically. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. I love it. Two guys that go out and compete both ends of the court every yeah. night. They're going to be available every night. No load management. Two guys that are starkly against that. Yep. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better thing. It's yeah. almost like uh, Adam Silver made the call. Like, all right, let's, let's yeah, throw up some beef, beef here. <laughs> <laughs> let's create a storyline. So when LeBron and them are gone, we got. We need some young guys. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. They're both in the West, so they're both going to be playing each other a lot. Yep. And I think these guys are going to be good for the next five to ten years. Absolutely. So if they keep going at each other, that might be the new thing. We haven't had a big – I mean, when was the last beef that, like, the NBA has seen that's been legitimate in a while? I feel like LeBron, everyone's a lot more buddy-buddy. I mean, buddy. uh, Russ and KD. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess Russ that's KD, true. Yeah. We haven't really had, like, a legitimate beef. Everyone's yeah. friends in the NBA, which is good for yeah. the most part, but – you need some people to hate each other. Yeah, a absolutely. Bit. Absolutely. I can't wait for the next match. I think It'll be what's a- really cool about it, too, is look how similar their stats are. I mean, they are almost exactly lined yeah, up. Yeah, look at that. So they are the exact 32. kind of same player, and it just it adds to the oh, wow. adds to it. So that is that. Yeah, I mean, even crazy. Close. That's kind of wild. <laughs> And I think because how, you know what's the what's the age difference between the two? The wind shares much. is crazy on SGA's part, though. Wow. Yeah, thirty-seven yeah. and a half, man. <laughs> He's so. If he was anywhere but OKC, I, people would. I think people would know so much more about yes. him. Right. Um, but I mean, the age difference, there's a three year age difference and they're still, I mean, he's playing up to SGA's level. That's unbelievable yeah. for a guy. Yeah. He's a big reason Minnesota's that mm-hmm. good too. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's huge. I I hope. I don't want to see him come to blows on the court, but to see him like really battle on the court, you know, be, it's kind of fun. Neither guy's gonna back down in the trash talk either. No, I and is an elite especially trash online. Talker. These are guys that grew up, you know, they're younger than me, yeah. they're younger than everyone here, and not to you know brag about you being uh, thirty years wow. old, but they're younger than everyone here. But <laughs> I think the fact that they grew up with social media, like these guys are pros at roasting each other. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm media. excited about this. This is gonna be must see TV come playoff time. The final thing we wanted to hit on, Kevin Durant. He ha- he said he wanted to be part of the GOAT conversation, the greatest of all time. The rally talked about it. We want to show that clip. He suggested that there's only one thing keeping him out of it. He said because, quote, I went to the Warriors. So, Shams, I, I'm curious, does, does he have a point here? He has a point in terms of, you know, definitely the list of greatest players of all time. He stopped caring because he knew exactly when he went to the Warriors, what everyone would say, what the talk would be. Only time will tell. When you think about his track record, what he's accomplished, two-time champion, two finals MVP awards. He's won an MVP, uh, 10-time All-Star, four-time scoring champion. So year after year after year, we expect this elite level play. I think Shams hit the nail on the head there. When you talk about what Kevin Durant has done from a body of work standpoint, it's really hard to say that he's not one of the greatest players that we have ever seen. However, people are always going to bring up the fact that he joined an active dynasty 
to get his rings. And that bothers people. All right. So Kevin Grant, the GOAT, where does he belong in that conversation? They talked about it a little bit on the rally, as you saw. And JP makes an interesting point about him going to the Warriors and how that seemingly taints mm. what people think of him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about Kevin Durant. Uh, I think Kevin Durant should be squarely on the outside of the conversation. Um, okay. You think about uh, what Steph had to do to solidify himself in that conversation of the yeah. top tier of top 10 of all time, even right mm-hmm. to surpass magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas as such. He had to go out and win that title without Kevin Durant and win finals MVP. Now, granted, Kevin Durant has two final MVP under his belt. Right. He has never gone to the finals without Steph Curry, who is a top 10 player of all time. So if you want to earn that GOAT status, you have to be the man far and away on your team and carry your team through some adversity. Golden State didn't face much adversity other than him and Draymond arguing because for whatever reason, jealousy, right? But yeah, there was goes. there was never any question that they were going to win the title, right? You know, never, so, yeah, it was expected, and yeah. everyone kind of rolled their eyes. They're exactly, like, hey, you know, what are you going to do? I with me watching Kevin Durant is awesome. Like yeah. you know, like you see him pull up from anywhere, literally anywhere on the court, mm-hmm. he's making that shot, or at least he's going to have a chance to make that shot. I don't know if we've seen other than like Kawhi currently, like who pulls up from mid range. You're like, that's going in. Yeah. Of course, it's going in. Yeah. And that type of domination, I think, is really rare. For, for especially these days when everyone's shooting threes, but he's impossible to guard. I don't know how you guard him. He can score at will. He can do whatever he wants. He's six ten. He's a freak of nature. Like he, this guy should be, I think, in the goat conversation. But when you look at the history of how he got some right. of his rings and how he got those MVPs, it's tough not to question it. I think you need to start questioning him more because Michael Jordan gets so much questioning. LeBron gets so much yeah. questioning. People hold the microscope up to them constantly. But no one, you know, I don't think people do enough with Durant. Yeah, definitely not. I think that uh, I started, I was watching the Bulls game against the Suns the other night, and yeah. I was thinking, like, Durant leaves a lot of meat on the bone. Then he came out and destroyed us in the second half. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was the same thing. I was watching the Bulls. I'm like, they're kind of containing Durant. And then he just right. goes off. It's very fascinating. I think, depends how long he plays again. Depends what he does. But we'll have to see what Kevin Durant does for the rest of his career. It's been an amazing career, but we'll see what he was able to do this year. On the other side, TJ, we're going to put you uh, under the microscope. We had some people commenting on YouTube about his L.A. Clippers basketball take. So we'll have some of that next on Points in the Paint. Welcome back, Points in the Paint. we got TJ, Ben, Evan running the sticks. It's uh, time to look towards the internet, Points in the Paint versus the internet. And we got some comments. So last week, TJ, you talked about the Clippers running L.A. basketball. Yep. And you brought up a great stat, two losses uh, that the Clippers have had to the Lakers in the past like four or five years. Yep. Correct about that. I don't know how you got that off the top of your head. That was impressive. Freestyle that one, too. <laughs> Freestyle all the way. I love it. But we put that clip on YouTube. And we got some comments. Yeah. And we got yeah, some very interesting out, comments. So we had some people agree, some disagree. Uh, let's focus on that last, the, the bottom one for a second. I don't know what people have against the bubble championship. <laughs> you seem to have a problem with the bubble championship for the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers, their biggest question mark that season and the season prior to that one was the health, right? Yep. Part of uh, recovery is being able to have those rest days and things like that. The bubble, there was no travel. That's true. You know, so they were able to get elite amounts of rest. You Mm -hmm. know, they were also a much more mature team than a lot of those teams in the bubble. So they were more equipped to handle that. They had the better leadership in place 
to overcome some of those things in a bubble that a lot of those teams didn't have. Those guys wanted to go home and be with their families. Right. LeBron was on a mission to win a t- another title like, to solidify win. his legacy. <laughs> it's a difference, you know? So, so he's playing for a little more yeah. than everybody else. Those In the height of a global pandemic, yeah. you and guys you are LeBron. playing basketball away from your family. Yeah, and LeBron's like, I don't care. I'm winning. I'm winning a title. Right. <laughs> and everyone's like, I just want to go home. I just <laughs> right. want to go play video games. What were some other ones? We had uh, someone talk about how uh, the Clippers have. Yeah, they have to get at least seven championships. The Clippers to get some respect. So the title, the title conversation around this is kind of null and void. How many guys on the current Clipper roster, uh, on the Laker roster, have titles? LeBron and AD. That's it. Yeah. The Clippers, on the other hand, have more current active players. That have titles. They didn't go to the Clippers and then forget how to win titles. You know, right. you have more championship experience than the Clippers. Then, on top of that, you have what four or five Southern California natives on that team. Mm-hmm. They embody everything that is LA. That's true. The Lakers don't have that. Just I love saying. that. It's funny because they also played. You know, we're recording this on a Wednesday. They played on Tuesday. Clippers won. Clippers 31, won that game. Thirty-one and eight in the past decade, and I know is what the head-to-head record is. 30. Thirty-one and eight, the Clippers versus the Lakers in the past in the decade. In the past ten years, it's crazy because it's so. I understand the whole brand thing, and everyone knows the Lakers. It's the Lakers. They are so dominant in history. But you have a team more recently that has played better, that has better players, yep. and honestly, even like in the Lob City days, they've been fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And you think about it. Um, when when it comes down to the Lakers being able to compete after this year and years coming, like it's going to be the Robert Sacre years, the Jordan <laughs> yeah. Hill years. It's going to be like bad. you're telling me when those LeBron's Lakers, done? yeah, when those oh, Laker fans uh, aren't winning, yeah. they're going to come over to the Clipper side the Clippers. and they're going to they're going to have their hoods on, but they're going to be rooting. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Suddenly, all the celebrities are going to be going to the Clippers games. Exactly. It's going to be everyone. The stadium's them. phenomenal, man. Yeah. You're going to have Jack oh, in the God. front row, man. I wonder if that new stadium is going to like build them up to be this next the next big brand for LA basketball because they're going to have like that huge student section almost right. where the fans are going nuts. I'm sure because it's all new stadium, everyone's going to love it. Like yeah. that might be the thing that puts them over the edge. One thing I will say is the Lakers are always going to be the bigger draw in LA. Like let's make yes. no mistake about yes. that. But if we're talking about run LA in terms of star power, um, better odds to win the title. Um, being good longevity it's been yeah. the Clippers the Clippers have been in contention more often than the Lakers have in the past 10 years and that's just been facts that's just facts you take yeah. away the bubble ring and what have the Lakers done they've been in the lottery a lot of years there's just been a lot of turnover with them I mean LeBron coming to that team really saved them of course because you get Anthony Davis yep. but yeah I mean I I would love I love watching Kawhi and I love watching Paul George yeah. and it's a team that's going to be have a probably a better ending than the Clippers this season to be, yeah. or than the Lakers this season to be quite the, honest the beard too man the, and the, beard, the beard James Harden I'll forget him sometimes all right that'll do it for us TJ appreciate you coming on thank you it's gonna be fun uh pleasure. hopefully Zach gets out of the trunk uh at some point we'll we'll have to see you Maybe next we'll week see. Evan thank you again and uh we'll be back next week